Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast Broadcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, Impossible. Here we go. For you to believe that I am easily deceived, that you can continue to blind me with your lack of integrity is impossible, simply impossible. I see right through you. All the crazy things you do, you think that is cool. I'm not a fool. You won't get away with this game that you're playing. It's impossible, simply impossible. One of these days, you will open your eyes. The promises that you break by speaking those lies. The ones that you've hurt by doing your dirt you think you've gotten away but you haven't it's impossible simply impossible so i hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening morning afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode and today i just wanted to talk to y'all and yeah as i read the poem One thing I love about when I'm reading my poetry, they are considered flashback moments for me. And a lot of times when I'm reading my poems, I realize that a lot of them can be applied to more than one incident. But there was an incident that led me to write the poem to begin with. And so as I was reading those words... What came to my mind is a scripture, and please forgive me for all of you Bible scholars out there who most likely have it memorized, know all the cross texts and all of that. That is not my testimony, okay? But in the course of me thinking about this particular scripture, I thought about where it says how if it be at all possible, the enemy could fool God's very elect. And I thought about how the enemy practices to deceive, how he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And I feel like God is telling him it's impossible, simply impossible, when it comes to his elect children. I had a friend of mine tell me today, After I let her know everything that I've been going through and I am continuing to go through. (laughs) And all I'm going to tell y'all is that I love the people that God has allowed me to connect with in my lifetime. Because every person that I consider a true friend from just every depth of my being, every individual who I know genuinely loves me, 
not just by their words, but by their actions as well. When I speak to them, (laughs) they have a way of pouring back into me. So sometimes when you are going through certain things, you get to the point that you're just like, you know what? I'm spent. (laughs) I'm just spent. And I know I've been saying that a lot lately because that's exactly how I've been feeling. But then I'll call someone. Has that ever happened to you? Where you pick up the phone, you dial a number, and at first you might be feeling like really, really downtrodden and sad and disappointed and whatever other emotions you may be tackling. But then you make that call and that particular person picks up the other side of the phone. And when you get to talking to them, it's almost as if you're what was causing you stress or what was bothering you or what was making you feel uneasy. It's almost as if the moment that they pick up the phone, you can say, you can exhale and you can talk to them from A to Z about everything that's going on. Or sometimes you just opt not to even talk about what's going on. You're checking on them to see how they're doing. And then next thing you know, this dialogue breaks forth and you for a split second forget about all of the hell that's breaking loose in your life. And in that moment, you feel as if you can truly conquer the world. If this person is in your life, if this person is on your side, if this person just opts to listen to whatever it is that you're going through, all of a sudden you begin to feel like, you know what? I'm so much better because I called. So some of you have some phone calls that you need to be making. (laughs) If you're still feeling discouraged, if you're still feeling downtrodden, if you're still feeling like the mountain is so insurmountable that you just cannot climb the mountain, there's no way around it, there's no way through it, there's no way to it. Maybe you just need to make a phone call. For some of you, it could be a sibling. For some of you, it could be a long-lost friend. For some of you, it could be your spouse. For some of you, it could be a colleague. It just depends. Your child. But pay attention to how the energy shifts once you make that phone call. All of a sudden, it's as if the angels begin to sing and I am not saying that I'm an angel okay but but at the same time it's like one of those things that I believe we all need we all need that um we need to be encouraged we need to be edified we need to be rebuilt when we're torn down we're not supposed to do this by ourselves and then during these seasons Guard your heart. So if you know that you're going through something and you know that you're maybe dealing with certain people that are considered triggers for you, 
guard your heart during this type of turbulence. Try your best to protect those things that are sacred to you, those things that are holy to you, those things that are of the utmost importance, especially when you're going through. Because the power of life and death really is in our tongues. And sometimes we can be around people that will speak the opposite. So this is going to be so elementary, (laughs) but I'm going to make it so plain for y'all. Okay, so (laughs) I went to go see my grandbaby and he's only two months old, a little bit over two months old. But what I what I noticed about me is that just the mere thought of him the vision of him seeing his smile before me seeing just everything about him his eyes his little bitty nose his little bitty lips (laughs) his little bitty personality the moment that I envision him in front of me It's as if all of the things that are considered stress factors right now, it's as if they fall by the wayside. And so as I was journeying to go see him, because I knew, you know, it's kind of like the scripture that says, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. Well, I felt like that trying to get to my grandchild. I was like, if I could just hold him in my arms I know that I'll be made whole. If I could just (laughs) kiss him on his little cheeks, I know that I'll be okay. And so I pressed to get to him. And when I got to the destination, he was asleep, sound asleep. And so my little heart sank (laughs) because I, I had anticipated holding him and playing with him and talking to him and singing to him and when I got there, he was asleep. And I was like, <sighs> but I guess my child, my daughter, his mother saw that I just wanted to hold him so badly. So she was like, mom, if you get him, you're going to have to put him back to sleep. Okay, I'm up for the challenge. So I got him in my arms. He woke up. He knows his T-Maw. So that's what I'm called. I'm called T-Maw. Now, we don't know what he's going to call me when he starts talking. But right now, let me just bask in my own minor glory, okay? (laughs) It's T-Maw for right now. So, um, I held him and I talked to him and loved on him, which is what I was looking forward to doing. And then his papa shows up. He wants to, he's like, I'll give him back. It's like, (laughs) it's almost as if everyone in that household knew They knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, she needs this baby right now. (laughs) So he held him for like maybe two minutes. It felt like a lifetime, but it was just two minutes. And then so handed him back to me. I'm talking to my grandchild and I'm loving on my grandchild. And (sighs) everything that I'm going through fell by the wayside. It's as if looking at him and gazing upon him and being in his presence, nothing else mattered but him. And then he eventually went back to sleep in my arms. And so I was rubbing his soft little hair and kissing on his cute little cheek and just loving on him. Something that I knew that I needed to do. 
It was more for me than it was for him. <laughs> and so I'd look at my daughter and I'm like, he's asleep. And she's like, that's good. <laughs> See, I, I knew the assignment. I understood the assignment. I took care of that assignment. Okay. And so then next thing I know, I hear his papa say, he ain't going to do nothing but wake back up. I'm like, your mouth, your mouth. <laughs> Quiet the noise, please. Do not speak against the very thing that I have worked so hard to do, which was put my grandbaby to sleep. I'm going to need you to speak the opposite of what you're saying. <laughs> and so I went and handed him to his father and then got ready to go. Me and my daughter, we just, you know, got me and my other daughter, my youngest baby, said our goodbyes and that was that. But I was like, watch your words, watch your words. We're trying to get him to sleep, not to get back up. Watch your words. And so that's another thing. When you are going through trials and tribulations, be careful what you speak. Be careful what you speak. Now, I live a pretty transparent life, so... And even in my living a pretty transparent life, there's times that I just don't think before I speak. So for those of you that are like grand critics, yeah, I'm sure I've given you plenty to talk about, honey. <laughs> because I just say what's on my heart. I don't weigh the words. I just say what's on my heart. Every once in a while, depending on what's going on, I may try to shield a few things. But for the most part, what you hear is what you get with me. And so... um in your, if you are in a season of trials and tribulations, be mindful of your words and also be mindful of the people that you interact with and listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth. You know, the power of life and death truly is in our tongues. And so be mindful of the words that are coming out of other people's mouths. They're going to either bless you with their words or they may subtly curse you. And knowing the difference makes a big difference. Because if you know that there's a subtle curse that's being spoken over you, then you can rebuke it. You can bind it. You know, the Bible says whatsoever is bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever is loosed on earth can be loosed in heaven. So you can bind those curses send them down to the abyss never to return counsel the assignment of the enemy bind the spirit of retaliation all of that and then decree and declare blessings over your life speak those things that be not as though they are so even in my now situation <laughs> I'm at a point now so for those of you that don't know me I'm going to try to make it real short because in a few minutes, my son is going to walk through that door and he's going to cause a commotion. Not really. He's just going to, you know, y'all be able to hear him if he walks through while I'm recording. And we're going to keep pressing even if he walks through while I'm recording because that's just what we do here. But um, in the midst of this now situation, I have truly, 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 truly tried my best to pay attention to my emotions, my mental health, my spiritual health, my emotional health, and everything 
everything in between. And I had someone say something to me today and I was like, wow, that, that incurred, well, actually, no, let me back up. Okay. So, you know, there was a few affirmations that took place in my world today, y'all. And I was like, ah, look at God. I told y'all I keep on seeing the sand. <laughs> so today was no different. So I get to work, right? I have a full-time job, you know, got to pay those bills. So <laughs> I have a full-time job. So y'all, I get to work. Now, mind you, I just received a promotion on this full-time job. To God be all the glory. But... You know, his timing is perfect. We may not understand why certain things happen the way that they do. But if we hold on and do not faint, be not weary in well-doing, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. All right. So, remember, I never declared, decreed, or even said that I was a Bible scholar. I just read the Bible. How about that? Okay, so here we go. So, I get to work. Log in. God knows what I've been going through. A lot of y'all now know what I've been going through. But the person that sent the message has no earthly idea what it is that I'm going through. But I get recognized by this individual. And his words were, I am an angel at that job. And so before I knew it, because, you know, at this point, y'all don't really know, but I'm going to tell you, I'm already sensitive as it is. But at this point, it don't take much for me to start crying because I'm going through so much. <laughs> so before I knew it, I'm crying, typing, saying thank you, but crying at the same time. And I'm like, oh, my God, someone sees my efforts. My efforts are not in vain. Lord, I thank you. Because you know what? It's easy sometimes for us to minister love when everything is going great. And I'm getting emotional right now. Hoo-hoo, Lord. Mm. It's easy for us to minister love when everything is going right in our world. But can you still minister love when everything is going wrong? Let me ask that question again. First, let me make the statement. It's easy for us to minister love when everything is going right in our worlds. But can you still minister love when everything is going wrong? And see, this podcast is called the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. And if I'm honest, that's something that I have to be willing to ask myself even now. Because if I truly, truly, truly want to be married someday, again, remarried, am I willing To go through the storms and be able to love my spouse when he's unlovable. 
because it's easy when you're in the honeymoon phase to say, oh my goodness, I love you. I love everything about you. You're my world. You're this, you're that, you're that. It's so easy to do that. But how many of us know that the honeymoon eventually does fade and the reality sinks in? And once it sets in, those butterflies in the, in the stomach may not be there like they used to be initially. Now, you find days where you're looking at your spouse sideways like, uh, didn't I tell you let the toilet seat down? Why you keep... <laughs> let me not get started, y'all, because I get on my little soapbox. I like... <laughs> Sometimes I wish I would have did acting, y'all, because I love... I just... You know, I have these visions of books and things in my head and certain skits and things. And I'm just like, Lord, I, I just, you know, sometimes I just want to do the acting part. <laughs> sometimes I really do because I get caught up. Anyway, I digress. So it's easy when things are going good. The hard part is loving people when things are going bad. It's easy to... Think on those things that are good, that are praiseworthy, that are of virtue, that are of good report when things are going great. But it's harder when things are going bad. Think about it. Think about it for a moment. You're in an argument with someone. <laughs> Nine times out of ten when you're in an argument, all you could think about is all the negative things about that individual stuff that you've been holding in for so long that you ain't really said nobody. But then the minute that you get escalated, you start saying, and that's the reason why I can't stand that cow lick on your head. <laughs> and they look at you like, what? I didn't even know. What? <laughs> so you get into those moments. <laughs> you get into those moments where when you get angry, all of a sudden you see stuff that they just like, I didn't even know you felt that way. Had not a clue until right now in this very moment. Could you imagine what would happen if at that peak of frustration, you started saying, and I love the way you make the bed. And I love the way that, you know, if you just twisted that a little bit and tweaked that a little bit, look, your whole energy shifted the minute that you tried, <laughs> that you tried to envision fussing at someone and then trying to turn it into some pot. Didn't your energy change just a little bit? Just envisioning that. <laughs> then your energy shift just a little bit. Like, what would that be? They would probably think you were crazy, right? That probably crossed your mind too. But the reality of it is, is that it is easier for us to focus on the positive when things are going great. It becomes a little bit more difficult for us if we're honest with ourselves to focus on the positive when it seems like our worlds are falling apart. And one of the reasons why I needed to see my grandson today is because he's a constant for me right now. It's like having your roots, even if your arms are welling. It's like finding that one thing that keeps you grounded. And for me, it's the people that I love. Those are the people that keep me grounded when I feel like my whole world is falling apart. That's for me. My, my friends, my family, those are my roots. And so... While I'm going through, I needed to see my grandbaby. I needed to love on my grandbaby. I needed to hold him and just be in that moment of this is enough for now. 
<laughs> this is you may not know what's going to happen tomorrow. You may not even understand the fullness of what is taking place right now. But if you could see those pretty brown eyes, that beautiful baby smile, and his cute little fat cheeks. <laughs> He's just so freaking adorable. But anyway, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like I knew. Even though I don't fully understand what is taking place right now. That moment, I felt grounded. In that moment, I felt grounded. Looking at him, gazing upon him, holding him in my arms, I felt grounded. Nothing else mattered. Everything else fell by, by the wayside, literally. And it felt good. And it was necessary. And to be quite honest with you, it was so very therapeutic. And someone told me something today. And I was like, wow, Lord. Wow. They said, you called me. But I thank you for your energy. They also said, if you can't do nothing else, if you can't do nothing else, you can always pour out some love. And I was like, wow, Lord, <laughs> I needed to hear that. And this individual was absolutely right, because if I can't do nothing else, I'm going to find somebody to love on. That's just in me. I'm going to hug my children. I'm going to hug my grandbaby. I'm going to call my babies. I still Look at that. I still call my grown kids, y'all. My grown children. <laughs> my babies. Because they're my babies. And so, um, yeah. If I can't do nothing else, that's what this person said. The one thing I can do is pour out love. And so that tells me that in order for me to pour that out... I got to have that within. What are you pouring out today? Pour some love into someone, even if it's just yourself. Pour some love into someone. Somebody needs to feel love, that unconditional love. The love that covers a multitude of sins. That, you know, that good, good love. Someone needs to feel that. Someone needs to know that they're loved. So if you can't do nothing else today, do me a big favor and pour out some love. Pour out some love on someone. Give them a card. Buy them a cup of coffee. Give them a hug. You know how many people need hugs right now? Child, if I could make a profit off a of hug and that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm sure they got some. You know, they got all these little foundations and stuff in the world. They probably got a hug and foundation too. But if I could, I would, I would send hugs. I would do some hugging because, yeah, people need to be loved on. People need hugs and they need to know that they're good and they need to know that it's okay. And sometimes it is okay not to be okay, you know, or to not have everything figured out. But love on somebody today if you can. Make sure you love on, put yourself in that equation. Love on yourself. But, yeah, today... I got an opportunity to see my grandbaby. And literally for that moment, 
in that moment, for however many minutes I was there, nothing and no one else mattered. It's just me and him. It's like we got this understanding. And it's, okay, I know he's only two months old, y'all, but he feels his T-Maw. You hear me? He knows his T-Maw loves him because it's a, it's a level of peace that I feel in his presence. And I feel like, I feel like it's reciprocated. I feel like he feels at peace when his T-Maw comes on the scene or when he hears my voice. Because yesterday, when I FaceTimed my daughter, I sang my grandbaby to sleep and he passed all the way out. And it wasn't like singing him to sleep and he's like, ooh, let me close my eyes and pretend like I'm, no. It was like sound asleep. So yeah, I sang my, my baby to sleep. Yes, I do call my baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's my grandbaby, but I still call him my baby. So now I see what your grandparents go through when you have your your grandbabies. It is. It's it's just a whew, it's a new lease on life. It's a new lease on life, which pretty much like I was saying to a friend of mine. Sometimes when you get to that point that you're just like, oh, my God, what in the world is taking place right now? Thinking about that grandbaby gives me the push I need to continue. Not taking away from my babies, y'all, but, you know, my youngest is 16. So, yeah, I just have more reasons now. I'll just put it like that. More reasons to keep pressing. And my grandbaby is one of them. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. And thank you for listening. Bye.